On this episode, we're talking with our friend Brent Miller about charitable giving. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMont and Andy Lehman. Andy, hello. Hola, Joel. Oh. Hola. I spoke a little Spanish uh, earlier this evening. Oh, yeah? I wasn't ordering uh, food. I know what you were thinking. Well, you know, tacos are your friend. They are. Uh, But no, it was out on the the football pitch, as they say across the pond. Matthew had a game, or Mateo, as we like to call him out there. (laughs) You were calling him Mateo. He's only responding to his (laughs) Spanish name. Uh, but yeah, uh, said some. I, I shared some encouraging words. Jackie thought I was saying something controversial. No, no, I was just saying encouraging. Good, good jo- buen trabajo, Mateo. Good job, Matthew. Uh, so, uh, so now for all of our Univision listeners, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or we'll get nasty comments We've and say gone, that's not what you meant. That's not what, not what he said. said at all. No, uh, we're going cross cultural. Hey, <laughs> Andy. Hi, welcome hey. back. Good to see you. Hey, good to see you too. Uh, Andy and I had a lovely dinner out with our spouses the other night. We did. I destroyed a prime rib, and I don't feel guilty about it at all. <laughs> it was delightful. It, it was, and I had some shrimp stuff. Man, it we was... should reach out. Our good friends down at the Channel Marker down in beautiful Syracuse, Indiana. Uh, provided us with a lovely dinner and by provided i mean i paid a lot of money for it but i don't again i re- I regret nothing right andy it was a good time yeah i i did it was it was good to go out with the friends we've it's been a long time since we've been out we had this experience and i i, I wanted to capture it i wanted to capture it because we said we said here's the day that we've been waiting for we have some in the whole group of kids because we had also our friends brian, yeah. brian and kim were out with us as well uh, our group of, we have kids now on the, that are on the old enough spectrum that they can take care of the younger kids. So we put them all at our house and we just left them and I it, got them pizza and we left and them. And it turned out. And no one, everyone seemed to be pretty okay when we got back. Molly got a little bruise on her foot, but, it, but she, you know what? She, uh, she found the crutches at our house <laughs> and was using them dog on dog on it and just a little overly dramatic, but it all worked out. And I just said, I took this, I took a moment last night. I said, Friends, I believe that we're turning a corner where we can, we don't have to orchestrate all the sitters. Right. We don't have to whatever. We can just leave these kids be, feed them pizza, give them a PS4 and, and uh, some, and some YouTube in the other room, uh, watching whatever. Shark, they're watching Shark Tank. <laughs> your, your cat was too. I feel like. Yeah, that's a, that's a no for me, dog. Yeah, I feel I feel like I think I'm doing something okay yeah. if, if my kids are like, hey, I want to watch Shark Tank. Unless it's because there's some sick need that they have to see other people's dreams Fail. crushed. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, hey, Andy, we are. Uh, yes, we're we're back in action. Good to have each and every one of you with us. Uh, like I said, at the top of the show, our friend Brent Miller's from uh, from Everence is back with us. So. We're and glad. We're, it's going to be a good conversation. Yeah, we're going to be talking about charitable giving. But first, I do want to remind uh, that this episode is actually sponsored by Everance. No pressure. Get it right. Here uh, we go. Support from Everance com- comes from Everance Financial, helping members invest in what lasts through financial services with impact. More at everance.com slash Michiana. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Group, Securities Incorporated member, FINRA, SIPC. Nicely done, Andy. I really feel with each and every plug... Uh, you have just fine-tuned that beast more and more every time. I can't get enough of you telling me about Everance Financial now. I just, I wake up in the morning and go, like, you know, oh, you know what would start my day better? To hear Andy share more about 
Everance Financial. That's right. Everance Financial. <laughs> yes, thanks to the good folks at Everance. Yeah. As I was just telling, uh, I had received a, a pastoral uh, grant from Everance, and uh, we're we're gonna we're uh, apparently we pastors. Um, we uh, there, there's a group of us that uh, graduated from our respective uh, places of pastoral education. And then went firmly into an economic downturn, <laughs> and uh, we have there's some there's some debt reduction things yeah. that Everance is trying to help out with. So we're uh, the van's getting paid off, Andy. That's what I'm sweet, telling you. That's sweet. that Sienna is going to be all mine. Just a, a matter, <laughs> matter of, of time. Well, uh, Brent, welcome to the show. You've been you've been here before, but we thought we'd bring you back for talking a little bit about charitable giving. Yeah, thanks for having me. Brent, Brent said all the right things last time and, uh, honestly, and none of the wrong things. Honestly, so. he wants to, to sign the cup. That's why he yeah, came back. I, I didn't even. Yeah, I, I apparently the cup got implemented right after I was yeah, I on. And we apologize. Every time I <laughs> watched an episode there, I had to watch somebody what's, else sign a cup. What's the deal with the cup? He was getting real jealous. Yes. Yeah, we're going to make sure. Make, Andy, in fact, you know what? Let's make sure we post lots of pictures of him. Multiple yeah. angles of Brent signing the cup. <laughs> let's let's redeem this situation. Oh my goodness. Welcome back to the show, Brian. Thank you. Hey, uh, so we're talking about charitable giving. We're talking about uh, all the ways in which we can think more intentionally about charitable giving. Um, And, uh, you know, in these times that we live in, and I know like our conversation that we're having locally, I think non-for-profit leadership right now, all of that in our area is, you know, the economy. We don't know. We don't really know what's going on. Maybe Brent does. He's on the inside. I don't know. Maybe he's got the inside track. My sense has just just been in general as someone who not only works for <laughs> works for a non for profit and is uh you know my check comes through uh charitable the the only source of my income is through the charitable giving of others. Uh, right now it does feel a little bit dicey, and that when pe- when when uncertain times come in, uh. People's giving, we've seen it. We noticed it back in February. Quite honestly, mm. there was a, a trend started changing, where, um, yeah, like that charitable giving starts to be affected. People start to to pull back a little bit. There, you know, there seems to be this sense of because we don't know what's ahead, we don't know if we can invest in this way and that sort of thing. Um, so I guess my just one of my first questions right now is big picture, what. On the charitable giving side, on the horizon, what what are the conversations going on? What 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 is your sense about where people are at currently? And for you guys on the Everance side, um, how are you trying to coach, counsel, help people keep perspective during all of this? Uh, because it's a value. We know it's for a value for mm-hmm. Everance. It's a value for a value for any of us uh, being you know again faith community stuff. It's kind of like well, um, there's a lot of great organizations and really good work out there that that only their work can only continue if people are keeping, you know, charitable giving in front of them. So give us as best you can. What's the lay of the land right now? What are the conversations that are being had? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll talk uh, about a couple different things. We'll see where it goes from there. But one of the biggest things right now is, is inflation. Uh, Inflation affects everything. It's a Mm -hmm. double-edged sword that, that uh, not only affects goods, but also affects everything from wages, uh, you know, you think of nonprofits, you think of churches, 
they're not immune to inflation. So <laughs> when we're right. when we're uh, when they need to go out and uh, supply coffee and supply all the things that go into making a Sunday go, mm-hmm. um, that that the cost of that has went up. Uh, along with uh, nonprofits, is the same way. I mean, goods for them is still going up. Uh, but not o- not only goods, but wages. Wages are probably the biggest uh, uh, increase out there right now. That um, you know, it, everybody's dealing with that. Uh, the, the lack of people uh, yeah. in the mm-hmm. workforce and, yeah. and having open positions that you're trying to recruit for. Um, that's hard. That's that's hard for for nonprofits, churches, and so uh, they need it. Uh, but also on the charitable giving standpoint, uh, the the People that give, that's that's eating into uh, their budget right. and mm-hmm. what they give. And those folks that and we've had an up market for uh, quite some time, one of the most common charitable giving type things are appreciated assets. And so when those assets don't start appreciating, uh, people mm-hmm. tend to pump the brakes and see where that's going. And, and they're not thinking about um, giving those those types of appreciated assets. So it. It really does affect um, charitable giving on a number of fronts uh, out for, for any type of nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know on our side, you know, as we're looking to, um, you know, we're talking about staffing additions and, and hiring and things like that. And, you know, it's the hard conversation we have with our board of saying we can't get that same employee for the dollar amount that we used to be able to get them for. And for us, there's also an ethical thing attached to that of like, we're not in a place some businesses, it's like we want to get the best candidate for the lowest lowest cost, or whatever. Uh, in our in our case, it's we want to get the best candidate for the appropriate for the appropriate investment into them finan- mm-hmm. financially. Because you know, again, on the ministry side, non for profit side, I don't want people in a in a bad financial place where they're not able to focus on what they're doing because they've got you know other fires yep. to put out because of the financial the financial crunch. So that hits, you know, that hits in the same way. No one, no one is immune. I just know in our, in my world right now, it's like, man, we're feeling, we're just absolutely mm-hmm. feeling that. And then on top of that, it's like, hire the person, hire the right person and then pray that they don't have to move because if they also have to move, that's a whole other problem because the real estate ain't available for them. Or if it is, it's, if it, you know, is it in that fine, uh, is it within the price range? Is it in the right school system? Da, 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 all that. So, you know, in, in these times, we get it. It feels like there's a lot of crunches, like a, there's a lot of uh, gateways that people have to get through that and that the spectrum in which they can really survive and flourish gets smaller and smaller. And there's a ton of anxieties that are, are put with that, in addition to whatever other uncertainties are, are out there. Um, you know, I, I will be the first to say, Andy, I have... Uh, I've just really stopped watching the news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and, and, and not so much. I mean, it's part of it on the financial market side, but really the, you know, there's a, there are a lot of fires burning in the world right now, but that do have implications on global trade and all these, all these sort of things. Uh, and just as I'm saying this, Andy, um, this, this might be the most professional sounding uh, episode we've had in here in a while. We're talking global trade giving. I just, I'm <laughs> like almost like, uh, you, we should be on the AM dial Talked right now. Talked about inflation. Yeah, 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 man, yeah. Guys, yeah. we hit them up. Uh, well, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, for all that you've been writing in saying that we're just not bringing enough hard hitting financial content. Uh, now is it? It's all, it's a one big flyover. When, you know, 
when it comes when it comes to giving, how do you like how do you guys uh, from you know on when you're guiding people through finances and when you're when there's when they're setting up um because I know with with Everance like when there's kind of a, a full uh you know financial inventory taken and when you're kind of partnering with people uh the giving side is always part of the conversation that's something you guys are always introducing uh to them when we're in the situation that we are right now economically are you still having that conversation with people and if so are you introducing it in the same in the same way mm-hmm. or, or are you like like doing what I do where it's the thing I don't want to talk about. I hold that off to mm-hmm. the last part of the conversation and be like, Oh, and by the, and, and <laughs> by by the, the way, way, yeah. Oh, uh, how do you feel about giving? Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, what do you do? Well, we talked a little bit about this in the last episode of, of talking and, and you guys have talked with other people from Everence about talking about kids, about money. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that part, that part starts at kind of getting to know people. And that's one of the questions we ask is, you know, how, how did you grow up with money? What mm-hmm. what was your backstory with that? But also like, what was your backstory about giving? You know, how mm-hmm. did you see that modeled? Was it modeled when you were younger growing up? I, because so, so often that that's imprinted on people and, and has a profound effect of, you know, what they want to include in their financial plan. And so getting to know that backstory is important. Um, but Quite honestly, in a lot of situations where that wasn't modeled or hadn't even been thought about, people start to think, I don't know. I don't I mean, we we haven't started. So it's just kind of helping them start of, you know, how do you think about incorporating charitable giving, uh, giving to others uh, in those situations? A lot of times it's just starting um, something, Mm -hmm. some type of budget where you're allocating X amount of dollars towards your church, towards charity, towards giving back that part of that budget is, is in that. And that, that comes in in a lot of different ways in the, in the conversation there. Let's make it personal to you. What's the conversation amongst your family? How have you guys, how have you guys talked about it? Wow. Uh, well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with modeling. I think a, a lot of it, um, is having, bringing kids into the conversation there, um, and helping them understand that, there are organizations like churches, like non-for-profits that give back that don't just, they don't just show up right. and all of a sudden <laughs> lights are yeah. on and, yeah, right. and this and that. There's people that give their time, talents, resources to that and make that work. Uh, honestly, like one of the best things that I think um, happens in, in the Everett setting is when you as a family, a lot of times charitable giving or giving of your time has to do with spouses. Mm. And it, it, you don't incorporate your kids into that. Mm. And one of the most unique things that I, I have been impacted over my years with Everence is um, family kind of endowments, family charitable giving. Uh, that happens a lot where people are like, oh, well, that family had a lot of resources and they left it to their kids. And now their kids decide where that money goes. And they it, it, in a lot of situations, that is the case. Mm-hmm. But some of the most profound impactful stories that I have over, over my years of working with Everence is just smaller families. Mom and dad aren't making a ton, but they're diligent about sitting down. Um, I can think of one particular family that, that saves, you know, a hundred, hundred bucks a, a month mm-hmm. into uh, their, their charitable account. And at the end of the year, they sit down as a family and they talk about the various charities that they're involved with. And they, ha- they let their kids help them decide. Nice. What, where, where should our family That's get awesome. this money to? Yep. 
And so just even that, like something smaller like that doesn't have to be your whole, like mm-hmm. you and your spouse can still support the charities that you care for, but, but in, 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 uh, bringing them into that, regardless of, you know, what they want to support, um, putting resources behind that. I know personally, uh, one, uh, my youngest son, uh, for the last number of years, when we do garage sales, he does uh, uh, lemonade for Humane Society, nice. and he just absolutely loves this thing. And he did it one year for just trying to make any money, and he didn't make any money. Like he made like <laughs> he made like twenty bucks yeah, or something like right. that. He's like, I'm not really right. excited. Well, he did it for the Humane Society, and he raised a pretty significant yes. dollar yep. amount. And then the second time he did it, he had even more. And so he was proud as all can be going over to the Humane Society and taking this this money over to them that he raised and telling them the story. That's and awesome. awesome. So yep. that's just a real life personal story for me. But I, I think regardless of what that is, whether it's, um, you know, you think of growing up and you had the acorns, the little acorns mm-hmm. that you used to put money into yeah. and things like that. I mean, that's simple, yet yep. it's so profound that that's impactful mm-hmm. for all of us when we got to break that bank and, yeah. and, and give that. So. Every kid has an opportunity to have that seed planted. Um, and I think that's probably the most important thing. What are you passing on to your kids, the legacy you want mm-hmm. to leave to your kids um, uh, when it comes to charitable giving? Sure. So obviously, you know, charitable giving can be churches, but how does like Everence play into like what, if I want to do some charitable giving, like what, what does that look like if I go to Everence and say, hey, I want to do charitable giving? So yeah, yeah. good question. Uh, so Elkhart County is blessed in the fact that we have one of the most um, profound community foundations that was blessed by a a very large gift. And, you know, right now, I think it's at three hundred and seventy million dollars. That really is a great resource for nonprofits here. Um, So they are very specifically involved here in Elkhart County, not only with with getting the community involved, but also supporting and, Mm. and helping out local nonprofits. Everance really on the charitable giving side, we are a donor advised fund. So we work on behalf of not only the charity, but also donors. And so uh, regardless of where it's at, um, not just Elkhart County, all across the country. Last year, we gave away about it was a record year. One hundred fifty eight million dollars came in um, to from folks that wanted to do charitable giving. And that's working with people all across the board, just people just starting off. Uh, that's usually done in a donor advised fund. So that's kind of like a charitable checking account that okay. you can put money into um, that, you know, can be any, it can be one lump sum. It can be an ongoing contribution, but then it, you get that charitable deduction, that charitable giving in that particular time, but you don't have to distribute that right away. Mm. So you could let it accumulate for a couple of years, maybe save up for a bigger project you wanted to fund, um, et cetera. Um, but really anything can be given into that. So Everance kind of works in about 60% of our, our giving is done through cash. Okay. Um, but the other 40% is unique assets. So that'd be, uh, stock count stocks that have appreciated. Uh, if you could put a dollar amount to it, uh, we have some strange (laughs) gifts that have come through Everance foundation, uh, over the years, um, gifts of cattle, uh, pigs, uh, toy collections. Uh, there was a, thatched house over in england that wow. we, we helped uh with right now we're actually working <laughs> working with um believe it or not manure is oh, uh, yeah. a, a commodity now yeah. like that people are are in the business of <laughs> yeah doing <laughs> stuff with manure <laughs> and uh, apparently it's a lucrative business yeah. and uh 
so if you can put a value on it, uh, we help folks there. We, we've had we've had uh, business owners donate part of their their uh, small business as they get ready to retire uh, to help offset some of that that those gains. So really, uh, that's that's where we sit down with folks and we help them kind of accomplish what they want to accomplish from a charitable giving standpoint. And that that also can be family endowments as well um, uh, when, with folks that have passed away and they, we, we have family estates that we're, we're managing for them. So all across the board, it's 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 actually one of the more unique and kind of fun parts of our job. Of, mm. We celebrate uh, not only the, the assets that we manage at Everance, but also uh, really relish in, in being able to help people funnel money to the charities that they love. You know, Andy, I think about, uh, and I'll, I'll give, as I'm asking you this question, I'll give Brent a second to, <laughs> to ponder it. But like when thinking about things you want to donate to, that you want to donate to, you want to give mm-hmm. money to, like, would you say that you've got a, cause I was just thinking about this the other day. Like what is the, um, Oh, kind of the, uh, the grid by which you like you judge or make determinations of like what, what kind of organization you want to, you want to support. Sure. So. For us, I, I would say it's a lot of times the things that have touched our family. Mm, okay. So whether we have friends that are in the mission field or things that we're involved with, you know, i.e. this church, you know, the church that we go to yep. um, projects here, but also, you know, like projects or if we hear about somebody that's in need. Um, so for us, it's a lot of like personal type things where, you know, we 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 see the need. And so we're able to help help in that way how about, yeah. you, how about yourself well you know something uh so jackie and i were with brent and christy here a few weeks ago at big brothers big sisters their gala and like so something that so for me as a which is i think it's really interesting for for someone who has worked for you know 17 years with youth and young adults you know big brothers big sisters which we've had we've had uh our our good friend john kaufman actually mm-hmm. uh, yeah who's who's a big um talking about that organization i I get behind that sort of thing financially because in my experience with youth work, the thing that they are doing is addressing the most for the ROI is incredibly high. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I'm, that's what I'm looking at direct one-to-one mentorship and the, the, like, so I'm just giving big brothers, big sisters this, this plug because I totally I'm behind how they do what they do and why they, why they do it. But I know that my dollar quite honestly is going the farthest by, by supporting that, that stuff. Because if you want, if you want to change, oh my gosh, if you want to change all kinds of, of generational issues, if you want to, if you want to, um, if you want to develop leaders in the, in the community, uh, mm. that, that are going to make that are, by the way, that are in the community, understand the community's needs and can actually speak to them in a way that is relevant and, and practically helpful one-to-one mentorship and intergenerational mentorship is the magic bullet of all of that. So I look at that organization and I say, bingo, that hits for me. Um, I know my dollar will go far, will go farthest there. And more, more nonprofits, quite honestly, need to be thinking more that way. They, they need to take a good, because there's a lot of really, really wonderful organizations out there. There's also a lot of ones that, and, and as transparency has increased, I think this issue has gotten more and more dealt with where it's like, Hey, you know, XYZ non-for-profit, uh, you'll find out like maybe 60% of their budget goes to marketing, you know, th- mm-hmm. things, things like that or whatever. That's the sort of stuff that I'm, I'm looking out for. Um, I, those are the kind of things. So we want to be smart, charitable givers, um, and not just giving to organizations that, um, 
yeah, that haven't gotten that piece figured out where they have a, a, if they have a ton of overhead in something, they have a ton of marketing costs and things like that. You're, you're never any organization. We, I, as a church, we have marketing costs, you know, right. And yeah. You're never going to avoid that fully, but really making a determination about every dollar that I give, how much of that dollar is going to the direct thing that I actually care about or the thing that the, quite honestly, the thing that the organization says they yeah. care about. Yeah. So just a, a consistency, but I don't know if you have any kind of thoughts about, cause I know obviously big brothers, big sisters is a big passion of yours, but I don't know if yeah. you have any, if anything kind of resonates there with you. Yeah. I, I think a little bit of this has to do with kind of our, the more you think about charitable giving and, and getting involved with, volunteerism, uh, giving to nonprofits, you start to think a lot about that. One of the things that I've, I've really, uh, dealt with internally just over the last five, six years, I think it's probably as my kids get older and, 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 and start to say, you know, <laughs> I don't know the impact of all this yeah. stuff happens, but I, I, I have this vision of ripple effects mm-hmm. of like, what is the ripple effect of what you're doing? Um, and so one of the things that I think nonprofits have gotten pretty good at over the years is finding very specific ways that you can cause ripple effects Mm. within that Mm -hmm. charitable organization. I would actually, this might be a little controversial. I would actually say that, that churches haven't done really great job Mm. of, of causing ripple effects of, of creating like, Hey, like we want to do this Mm -hmm. and, and, and we want to cause this ripple uh, with not only acts of service, but also giving of money. And sure. so, you know, you think of, um, you know, wh- whether it's an organization like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, you can kind of dive into and say, you know, I'd like to support a match that costs about $2,000 a year. I want to support, you know, have my money go towards yep. that. You can kind of really kind of say, well, I, I'm, this is the message that I'm going to do. So I think that's important for me um, to to see where that's going to go. I mean, even even being uh, over the years, I played baseball at Bethel and and um, yeah, I've always given to the baseball program. But I start to think of it differently now of like, oh, man, you know, 30 plus kids on that team. Yep. I think of the impact that yep. Bethel baseball had on my my trajectory of of, of a man and yep. who I am today. And now you're starting to be like, well, you know, maybe I can affect. Yeah. Uh, and allow them to do mm-hmm. something as a team that that allows them to grow closer together and and impacts their their path. So I think a lot of that has to do with just getting diving into that and just looking for opportunities to do that and leaning in and looking for those because quite honestly, if you're not leaning in, you're bombarded with things that you know. Hey, you want to give of your time here? You want to give give of money mm-hmm. here? Uh, we we're, we get kind of overwhelmed with that. Yeah. Yeah, it it feels like um, I mean I sure haven't gained in ter- we're talking finances here, but like I sure haven't gained any more hours in my day, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the on the volunteering side. But it's you know trying to trying to ask the question. Okay, again of my time, where's where's the where's the biggest ripple effect? Where where are we creating um, you know creating spaces to uh, for for good things to happen? You know something, and I'll I'll just. And it's, I take zero credit for any of this. Uh, it's just something really cool thing that, that happened at Walker Russo Missionary. And so we, we partnered with, uh, with a local business, uh, the coffee shop that is, that's now in Walker Russo. They, you know, it's been this time where if you were trying to do a large construction project, finding, finding contractors and things like that in a timely manner to do it 
where you didn't increase your overhead massively just by, you know, cause it's like once the permits start coming in, you need to get billed right. or you're losing, or you're losing yeah. money. Right. So we, with, with the owners of that organization, we, we partnered and we said, we, we can provide volunteer labor for you that are, that's skilled, qualified volunteer labor for you. We ended up putting over 450 hours of volunteer labor into making that coffee shop happen. But it was nothing more for us was the whole idea of we get to bless the community with this, create a space for there's now there's like there's a there's a oh gosh, there's various support groups that are that are meeting there. Like uh, there's a whole group of ladies that have lost their spouses in the mm-hmm. last few years or whatever. We may try to do a live episode there for some time. Yes, yes. Garage coffee shop. Yep. Uh, Tori, we're coming. We're coming. Uh, I'm, by the way, I'm going to, I'm going to ask that we get a, a dudes and dads coffee drink. I, we should, we should to tell the listeners right now, if you imagine, uh, what is, what is a dudes and dads special, right? Write us in coffee. Yeah. Into what the is, comments. What does that include? What yeah. is that really? For me, it's just four shots of espresso <laughs> in um, the comments or call our voice. Yeah. Let us know what, what does that look like? But you know, we partnered with that organization, which is a, which is a weird thing. And some people looked a little bit cross-eyed at us like, okay, why is it, why is a church coming alongside this for-profit business? Um, now they blessed us with, we have use of their facility and their, Mm -hmm. and their off hours. We made that, we made that deal and that's been really, really cool. But we, we said, what is a legacy or something that can leave? Like, I think it's a great, I think it's a great story to be able to tell from years later. Oh yeah. When people sit down and be like, this coffee shop is here because uh, a bunch of retired or semi-retired guys who were in with building trades or whatever uh, all got together and helped help make this renovation and this thing possible. I, so I just I think the leaning in, getting our hands on the on the thing, and actually being physically involved with this stuff, um, it does it does change you. It, mm-hmm. it, 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 it fundamentally, it fundamentally does. And you end up, you end up caring more for the things that around you in your community. hundred percent. If you and can put in. Yeah. hundred percent. And I and now it's like, I, it's strangely enough, I care about the flourishing of this, of that local business that we, that we partnered with. Not, yes, I want to see the owners do well financially and all of that, but I want to see there be this community hub and, and, and place because that's really their heartbeat with yeah. the Schwartz family that owns it. Like that's really their heartbeat is to say we want a, a gathering place where people can get together, have good conversations, and be encouraged in life, and get a good cup of coffee, and and just like help build this community, help help other other people. Because um, once because it's always that way. Whenever you're doing uh, in some of these older towns like downtown restoration. One good business comes in that invites another and another, and you do start to see mm-hmm. some some uh, things develop out of that. So we hope that's the ripple effect. We definitely do. Um, but yeah, it's just it, I think taking the time, getting more invested in it, doing doing something intentional. Um, and and here's the thing, and this is something that I'm being challenged with. You know, in your giving, give give from a place of that it actually like. If you're if you're giving isn't actually making you adjust your lifestyle at mm-hmm. all, um, that'd be my challenge. Like if like I think when your lifestyle has to get has to get shifted a little bit, and it's an area that I'm sure. thinking about. Um, again, it just it further cements your conviction behind that get sure. behind that giving, and that's in true that's financially. That's yeah. also in terms of volunteering and everything else. Yeah, I would I would hit the nail on the head on that last part of volunteering. I think I think our tendency of giving. 
uh, tends to be financial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of times uh, we guard. It's much easier sometimes to just write a check yeah. than it is mm-hmm. to get involved. Yep. And uh, I, I was privileged last week. Uh, Kevin Deary came and talked. Uh, he's the uh, CEO at uh, Boys and Girls Club yep. here in Elkhart County. And he kind of challenged the it's a group of, of employees at Everance 20 years plus, And he kind of challenged us to look the one degree out. You know, we, we get so, so kind of focused time and energy wise of just kind of branching out one degree and looking for another opportunity to do that. But I, I think you talked a little bit about pushing yourself on a financial standpoint. I think sometimes we need to push ourselves on the time standpoint. Yeah. Uh, and, and quite honestly, that's dealing with younger families. Um, a lot of times that is where you start to, to um, plant the seeds for charitable giving later sure. um, because most people financially are better off. 20 years down the road than they are are today and they can give more there. But if you are involved, uh, you're serving on a board, you're doing projects. uh, It's much easier as you start to get income in that, that you're like, Oh God's blessed me here. It's much easier to give financially at that point. If you're already giving a lot of your time and energy to projects and services to your church, to nonprofits, get, you know, with kids, et cetera. So, it's like the gate, it's like the gateway yeah. drug <laughs> gets you, gets you a little taste. And then before you know it, Ooh, yeah, you're, you're, in, in, deep. you're in. So for you, Brent, how was, how were some things that you decide to give either financially or, you know, with your time? I know you're a big volunteer person. Now. I see you, I see you all the time. You're involved in a lot of different things. It's just nothing but a bunch of charity golf outings. <laughs> Let's just be real quick. I'm kidding. So, I, how, I do you decide, charity golf how do you decide what you're going to volunteer or give? Give to. Yeah, I think that does. Uh, I, I think we have to uh, take a step back and and always be analyzing where are we where am I at with that? Uh, mm-hmm. Am I am I getting too out of bounds with this? I think you got to review that just the same way you do with your finances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was I was changed quite a bit when I started to get involved with my sons at an early age, just getting involved with other kids, mm-hmm. just recognizing uh, there's a lot of broken homes out there. A lot of kids that don't have, uh, father figures. Um, so part of what I started out with was just helping out with coaching. I've been in athletics mm-hmm. my whole life. And so, you know, that's one way area where I just kind of started, um, on my path and started to help out as much as I can, even though I really didn't want to say yes, I kind of pushed myself with that. Um, the other thing I had to uh, kind of ask is where where's my natural connections? Uh, I'm with I'm on the board at Big Brothers Big Sisters. Love it. Um, I, I love that one on one time with with folks. I love the organization. But also I was I was modeled when I was younger. Uh, uh, my dad was on the board at Salvation Army. OK, so. I didn't really understand that growing up. I just knew we had to go to these different things. We had to go eat pancakes (laughs) and and do this and that. But that's something that my dad planted uh, many 30 years ago um, when I didn't really understand what was going on. And that opportunity came up to serve on that board, that same board that my dad did, uh, that does a really great job of, of influencing people in the community. And so those are two organizations that, that I've really gotten involved with. Um, But I, I think a lot of it just has to, to deal with, um, you know, I, it goes back to that ripple effect of looking for opportunities to help people whenever mm-hmm. I can, when everything inside of me is saying, eh, you mm-hmm. don't need to take on yeah. something else. Um, it, it, it <laughs> everything, is, everything inside you and maybe some people outside yes, of you. My yes. <laughs> yes you're, yeah. When your wife is like, what? <laughs> you did what? <laughs> uh, so I, I think that's important. Yeah. And, I, and I think I think I've been blessed immensely by that of of 
saying yes when everything inside me was saying no um, of ah, you just don't have time for that. Uh, that that has meant a lot to me and and I've also seen the impact of that. Yeah. And so that that's where I've, I've continued to look at that. Um, but financially wise, I, I think, uh, again, back to Joel's point is looking for ways that that I can get excited. I, I uh, this past year, uh, I got involved with uh, Center for Healing and Hope, had a backpack project for yeah. kids going back yeah. to school. And it was like, you know what? I could help and, and, and organize some of that stuff. And it was something that I got very, it was, it was a specific project. I put specific energy behind that and you're able to see the kids that you affected yeah. with that. Yeah. So look, just looking for those opportunities that can have a beat impact and have a ripple effect on, on, on people. So we've had a couple different comments on the live uh, broadcast. First one um, is Jackie DeMott says, uh, yes, volunteering has completely fallen off since COVID. Yeah. So I would, I would agree. Uh, yeah. It seems like, you know, it's hard to get good help, good volunteers. Well, I, I was thinking about uh, earlier this football season for seventh grade football. Uh, Brent, myself and our friend Travis are out there uh, doing chain gang. And the referees come over and they're like, we're just glad to see adults over here. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like there was like, and it's like, oh, right. Cause there's a real sense of like, even some simple things that used that people used to step up right. for. It's harder now. And Joel, you have to admit, like when they come up to you and they ask, <laughs> Hey, would you like to man these, these things? Everything in your body is going, I just want to watch. I just want to watch, watch, my, watch my son play football. That's right. That's right. But you know, I, I think you got to fight through that. Yeah. And yeah. well, and, and the thing is, is that we, who's going to model that kind of service? Someone's, someone's got to do it. Like it's just right. not going to come from, from some void. And the, the volunteering, the volunteer crisis that we're, I'll call it what it is. It is, it is a crisis that we're in now. Um, there's probably some larger uh, like national mental health uh, statistics that are uh, contributing to that too. Cause I think people feel there seems to be this ripple effect of like people feel spent in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the deeper spiritual truth is when you serve, you will find replenishment in that it's it, like, it's not, it's mm -hmm. not the same kind mm -hmm. of drain as you going and working your stupid job from <laughs> nine to, you know, nine to five. It's, it's a, it's a different, it's a different thing. It really yeah. is. But it, it, it's a little bit, it's a step of faith. You got to step out. You're going to have to, you're going to have to overcome, like Brent says, like that inner conversation that you're having yeah. with yourself. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what am I doing? Well, um, but it's worth it. Well, I think, I, I think also like that we talked a little bit about inflation and, and everybody's affected by that. Mm -hmm. I, it, it's okay for everyone to be stressed financially during this time. And you have to lean into that and mm -hmm. you have to own that. What can I give financially yeah. wise? But that doesn't affect your ability to give t your time. Uh, and, yeah. and quite honestly, those nonprofits, your churches, they're a already paying higher for goods. Um, if they can get volunteer times and help and more help that way, it takes one less burden off of that. And, and, and you know, uh, Salvation Army is a great example. We, we put those uh, every year. We do bell ringing mm -hmm. and, and those kettles sit outside at Walmart and, mm -hmm. and, and Kroger. And if they just sit out there unattended, it. it I, I forget what the percentage I, it raises like 75% less oh, than if wow. there's somebody out there ringing a bell that is, is out there in front of that bell mm -hmm. drawing attention to that. Bell. So like, just, just, that's a great example of yeah. like, wow, like just people just putting a person in there and, and having a volunteer at those bells, ringing those bells. Yeah. And we're seeing that. I mean, I, again, speaking for church world here for the longest time, when it came to like a church's um, like annual general budget, uh, on the HR 
usually on the HR, like as far as you paying for employees at a church, the the big like bellwether marker was like you don't ever want to go over sixty sixty percent of your general budget. Uh, that number is <laughs> is is getting I, like I know I'm over that right now. Mm-hmm. Get more and more so again on the volunteer on the volunteer side because you're having to staff yeah. more yeah. things now. Uh, and and that is and that is a it's an absolute challenge and so for those people that are struggling in that area i would i would just say like uh, the there, this feels like the pendulum is shifting hard one hard one way i'm my hope is is that uh, people can re-engage and that they can find things yeah. that they're um that they're passionate about so the other comment we had was uh charlie lord says his company uh did a community day thursday with projects that range from Renovating uh, Hope on Haven Hill that provides assistance to women and children in transition. Another project was the Children's Museum in Dover, New Hampshire. And he was directly involved in helping the Science Center in Stratum when they gave over 400 man hours in one day. With that, and that was over just over uh, $15,000, including materials to give back to their community. So yeah. that was really cool uh, to see, too. And if you and for organizations that are doing that, you put that kind of man hours, you don't have to do like you get a lot done in a short amount oh, of yeah. time when you can orchestrate those kind of things. And we're fortunate here in this community. We've got a lot of a lot of businesses that uh, that do give that kind of time. And it's really amazing just to see what can be uh, what can happen, what what those efforts can do. Well, and a lot of times I would even challenge our listeners, like even if your employer is not doing that, what about your department? Is there yep. something that you guys could adopt a family this year? So as good. far as for, for Christmas or sometimes go ring bells for Salvation yeah. Army, uh, things that you could do on a smaller scale, even if your employer is not involved with that. Mm-hmm. But I will say Elkhart County is amazing with at the employer level of of, yep. of of supporting employees to do that. But also, I would just say if, if that's if your employer is not in that category, uh, you can have a direct impact just in your department by mm-hmm. organizing something. Maybe it's only one person this year. Maybe it's only two people, but maybe that gains traction and it triples next year. Yeah. And again, that's a great example of ripple effects. Like absolutely just, right. just people, starting. Something. People are going to see that, you know, your department got energized and yeah. did something and then they're going to want to do something too. So yeah, do doing good things is good for you people. Like it's, <laughs> it's good. You will, you will, and you will enjoy it. And I, I remember like I started off when I, when I was, uh, gosh, high school, high school baseball bell ringing. That was, if you were on this team, that was a, that was a required, that was a required thing. And it was, you know, it's like, well, it kind of caught on, you know, it become, becomes the norm, becomes the expectation, uh, start, uh, to start that sort of thing. So, yeah. Um, Man, yeah, there's the times are uncertain, folks, but we can at least control between our time, our talent and our treasure. Uh, we always have there are things that can be given. We have things that we can give. And so mm-hmm. I I just man, it's a good challenge for me. Something I'm thinking about. We can get strategic about it. Be intentional. Involve our families. It doesn't have to just be a solo right. sport. We can we so, can get everybody on board. So often we sit down and review our budget, and we do this. Sit down as a family, and yes, but even if it's you and a spouse, just think about what are we doing given our time right now. What are we doing on a on a, a, a dollar amount contribution? Are we there? Is that high? Is that low? Mm-hmm. Where do we want to get at? It, it's important. To, it doesn't just happen. Uh, no, you have no. to be very intentional yeah. about that. And I would also say one of the other things that that we need to do um, on on the on the financial side is make sure that our affairs are in, or, are in order. <laughs> uh, we constantly in this business see a lot of situations where people haven't thought about that. And you know, mom and dad or your loved one was ex- extremely charitable, but then all of a sudden kids are left with an estate that they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know what mom and dad wanted to mm-hmm. do and, and how they wanted to support this and that. 
And so in those situations, a lot of times your, your wishes aren't carried on because you didn't specify sure. what you wanted to have happen. So from a financial planning standpoint, again, just starting where you're at right now and going down the road and saying, what if, what if, and, and spelling that out, it's so, so important um, to have that there, uh, not only for your plan, but also for your loved ones too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just a little plug in there for, for estate planning for, for everybody, regardless of whether or not you have significant resources or not, uh, is, is very imperative. And we should spend at least some time reviewing that for, for a calendar year. And do you want to go on record right now that, uh, should, uh, should Jackie and I be involved in some sort of terrible <laughs> calamity? Uh, we bequeath all of our assets to, uh, the layman corporation. Sweet. So, uh, <laughs> I don't market. No, nothing. Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't, it, nothing is signed and probably won't be, but, uh, just in this day and record, I just, it's, on, it's on the podcast. I, it's on the podcast. It's probably official. So, well, uh, Brent, we do, we do thank you for coming out and, and talking any final last things that you want to say before we get into the pop quiz? No, I, I appreciate it. And again, I, I, uh, I hope that this puts a little spark into people that, to think a little bit about, what they're going to do. We're getting ready to go into the the holiday time um, where it, it is easy to get mm-hmm. caught up in the hustle and bustle of, of everything and planning. Um, it, this stuff happens uh, through kind of taking time and thinking about that um, and, and uh, just saying stop stepping back and saying yes when everything is telling mm-hmm. you ah, I don't I don't have time for this. I don't have I, it, I don't want to give to this, etc. Lean in. Try it, uh, and and uh, I, I'm convinced that you will be rewarded tenfold. And come and say hi to Brett and I when we're ringing the bell outside yeah, of Kroger. Exactly. Uh, d- d- just say hello. Yeah. At least at least acknowledge that we're trying to follow through. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, it has come to that time in our show. Now it's time for the dudes and dads pop quiz. Well, and and so those of you who never joined us before, a lot of times what we do is we pepper our guests with questions that they can't expect, and we just random things to get them to get to know them better. However, Brent says, Hey, since I'm already a guest here, I've yep. been a guest, you know, in front of the show, we're going to do this for you. So they are going to, he's going to flip the switch. He's going to ask us flipping questions. It. I'm oh. flipping the switch. Oh, okay. I'm asking you the questions. All right. Today. I, All right. I know you boys a little bit. Here better. we go. All right. Go here we it. go. Here okay. we go. <sighs> okay. We ready? ready? <laughs> I guess so. All right. So we talked a little bit about mentoring yes. today. Mm-hmm. Besides your immediate family members, who was the biggest mentor in your life? And maybe give a little background story. on. Oh, that. man. Oh, Andy, do you want to go? Do you want to go first or should I go first? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> OK, you threw me off because you said besides my immediate family members. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here, here's here's what I'll say. Uh, one of the biggest mentors to me, and it's it, um, I'm thinking back to my high school years. I would have been I would have been. Yeah, would have been a high school student. Uh, Joe Hopkins, uh, Joe and his wife regularly invited a bunch of ragtag high school kids, uh, into their home from all these different schools between Elkhart and St. Joe County was part of this, uh, uh, youth organization they were part of welcomed us in, fed us tacos and had us talk about our life and, and share together in a really, really safe, in a really, really safe place. And that that act alone, I think largely shaped the direction of my life. What I decided, what I decided to do and all they were doing is just showing, is just showing up mm-hmm, that, that, that just, just showed up for us. And, uh, you know, and, uh, where I could kind of just talk about all the stupid stuff that I was doing in my life and 
Joe would Joe would sit there and he would <laughs> he would uh, not judge me, but uh, but patiently guide me along the way in that in that <laughs> season. So I'm grateful, Joe. If uh, if you're listening, great. And if you're not, start. Okay, that, that's this one's for you. All right. So for me, I'd say uh, my youth minister. I had a couple different youth ministers uh, over my time, but uh, the one that was there the longest, Keith Wilkins, uh, I would say was probably my my biggest person who had like a shape on my life. Uh, he was, you know, similar things. You know, he would pick us up from school. We'd go do something. He'd let us hang out. You know, we just got to really know him and kind of, he just was teaching us and, and yeah, for me, yeah, just being there for us and supporting us. So yeah, kind of goes along the big brothers thing. You know, we're just there for somebody. Yep. We just there. huge. Yeah. Huge. Guiltiest pleasure of snacks that uh, anything oh. can be somewhat i mean uh, you could say it's bad for you all right i got it i got to go first okay. okay all right so i'm i'm really glad that this place exists here but not like in goshen okay crumble cookie okay oh. so if you've never had like oh my god biggest cookies ever like most expensive cookies ever too but like i'll have a, we'll have a box sitting there and like i'll wake up the next day and i'll be like it's kind of like a donut, right? And I'll eat this cookie. <laughs> yep. So like, yeah, that's, that's my guiltiest snack. That's, You're the second person that has said that in the last four days. So <laughs> oh, man. They bring I'm going to have to check this their out. Their game it's is good. strong. They do a, like a blueberry crumble. Like, yeah. stri- oh my, it's like a, stri- and, and some of them are like, like kind of like donut flavors. They're kind of like it. That's it's true. Good. They're it's, good. it's solid. Uh, guiltiest pleasure for me. I've not had this in a little while, but I will eat the whole freaking thing. Um, some people call them muddy buddies. Some people call it puppy chow. Oh. That that's like the mm. checks mix with like chocolate and powdered, powdered sugar. sugar, whatever that is. Oh my gosh! Now that I've said it, I've just uh, you're gonna go get a bag. I want to. I want to go get some. Yeah. I got. I got two more. Okay. okay. So movie that may not may not be your favorite movie, but the movie you've seen the most in oh. your lifetime. Mm-hmm. You're looking at me. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you know what yours is? I know what mine is. I, I'm almost. I'm. Some people are going to judge me really harshly when I when I say what it is. Right, I, probably mine would be Princess Bride. The Princess mm. Bride. That's you know a good one. That's quotable. As you, I've seen it so many times. That's you know what I love about Princess Bride is that it, is that amongst there's a I don't know what it is uh, amongst both our generation and just our larger circle of people. All I have to do is when I'm saying goodbye to someone, go when I say. Good luck storming the castle and everyone. <laughs> yeah. Everyone well, and, knows. And my kids have really gotten into it too. So like yep. they've seen it several times. It's like, I saw it on the VHS tape. A hundred percent. And they're, you, you know, seeing it on DVD, but it's yeah. so, so yeah. good. So this is the movie that people are going to judge me for. Um, the one I've seen the most times, it, it was a heavy, heavy rotation in college in particular is the big Lebowski. Mm. Uh, Jeff Bridges is my spirit animal. <laughs> Um, I'm the dude. Thank you. So there you go. Call me. That's exactly right. That's where we get that sound clip from. Exactly right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the Big Lebowski uh, is not appropriate for children. Um, it is. It's and it is kind of a guilty pleasure because uh, Coen Brothers. It's just. It's. It's the whole mood of the whole thing. It's just. And Steve Buscemi's in it, and you can't go wrong with Steve Buscemi. Who doesn't love Steve <laughs> no. Buscemi? So anyway. Last one. So we talked about charitable giving tonight. Mm-hmm. What what is a thought that you've been running through your head? What we've been talking about, or something that you uh, kind of feel like is front and center for you? Okay. In all of this, yeah. Whether it's whether whether it's time, resources, whatever that is, I'm just curious what 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 your thoughts are. So. Uh, 
oh gosh, I'm going to say this out loud and I haven't told Jackie this. And I'm, <laughs> she's, she's, she's wise. She's also, about, yeah. I don't know. Being at the gal with big brothers, big sisters, like, like I've thought very seriously. I thought very, very seriously about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, again, I mean, number one, it's like, I was like, I was like youth pastor for like, I was in youth. No, no, I was for like 17 years. Like I, I know some things about that. I could, I could do something like that. It's, it's approachable and doable, but it's just that whole, like that initial thought, like, how am I going to make this? How am I going to make this work? And again, I'm saying this out loud and it's on recording now and Jackie's listening. And so I I think that's what's rolling around my head right now. I I will say just to, to give a little plug for big brother sisters with that. It is, I've, I've been a big myself and, and it actually is, you kind of psych yourself out that it's going to be way like all, kinds of time consuming it's really not i mean again it's that one degree yep mm-hmm. it's just carving off some time some extra time so towards a, a particular individual and and they also have baby steps that you can go in so maybe it's not a full one-on-one match but they have ways that you can go out we have we have one-on-one base but then there's also a community base where you can go in read to a student um a particular student that is asked mm. uh to to be matched up with an adult so just give you a little thank uh, you brent get a thank little you. plug there Another that you can push. walk into Another the shallow push. end there <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'd say for me, I think um, just the volunteering. Like, I mean, I, I do a decent amount of things volunteering wise. Um, not all of them necessarily have a like ripple effect, and I, I think that's probably for me the thing that's been rolling around is a ripple effect. You know, like I'm mm-hmm. doing. I'm a. Um, I work with the scouts, uh, the Boy Scouts, and the reason I joined, I did that because before that I had been doing uh, youth stuff, and I felt that that was a better. I don't want to say a better use of my time, but. Uh, that I could have more of a ripple effect yep. there. And so that's why I did, did switch to that. And so I think for me, it's just con- continuing to remember like what I'm doing can have a ripple effect and, you know, being, making sure that I'm, I'm doing the things that can have ripple effect. It was much. so my, so uh, Josiah, my number two son is, uh, is in scouts and it was, it was a special moment uh, a few weeks ago. Just I had gotten a bunch of merit badges and and some recognitions things and Andy got to be up front there and hand those things out to him and I'm like ah, I just love everything about this so awesome. it's it's really cool yep so yeah well thanks Brent we appreciate you being on the show tonight um, and we you know we encourage you guys to go out and be charitable with your giving give some stuff people your time your talent your treasure it's important uh hey as always if you've got some ideas for us you can uh, shoot us an email dudes and dads podcast at gmail.com or you can send us a voicemail at 574-213-8702 and we would love to to hear your feedback we would and uh you know uh, as always dudes and dads podcast.com uh for all the show notes episodes catch up on those uh, those things that you uh, you need to catch up on the show right watch right us, over there watch us live when we do watch it. us Re- live right. so we all do the technology uh-huh. yeah all the yeah. technology uh brent from the deepest part of my heart thank you thank yep. you thank so you so it's, it's great being back yeah alumni he, he nailed alumni and he's gonna get to sign the cup now uh, yeah. yeah the <laughs> cup hey guys have a good time uh, until next time grace and peace <laughs> head over to facebook now and hit the like button